Hey, what's going on? This is your professional wrestling fix. Follow us on Facebook at 10 Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions, on Twitter at the NZ Geary, and catch new episodes of the 2300 Podcast and the Basement Dropkick on Anchor FM, Spotify, and other leading platforms. Yeah, you smell that? Oh, I love the smell of Insiguri in the morning. Hi, I'm D.B. Richards, and alongside to me is Dave, the referee, Keener. Good evening, and everybody. our producer, Quinn Senta. And my guest, um, really, he's our um, take-a-note guy, and he's our, our assistant for today, Dave Walker. Hello, Dave. Um, hey. Sorry we can't let you talk all the time, all day, but we can bring you in after the interview, and we can talk about whatever we want. Okay. Who do we have on tonight? Oh, who do we have on? We have on referee slash manager extraordinaire Craig Prendergast. Oh, we seen him. Local. We seen him in DCW. Yes, we did. Oh, let's find out what other companies he does work for. Let's Why try not? to get him let's on, get the, him on line. the phone. But you had the number. I don't. I wrote it down. You wrote it down. Yeah, what? You what? 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 You write it at? Let's take a break. Let's put an ad in there. You like candy? I love candy. I like candy too. I love candy a lot. What about wrestling? How much do you oh, like wrestling? I love wrestling. So, what if you can combine your love for candy and your love for wrestling? Oh my gosh, it's the sweetest thing in the world. So, at Candy of the Stars, they put them together. Together? Yes. They put wrestling and candy together. How? How? You gotta find out. Oh. Follow them at Candy to the Stars on Facebook to see all the candy creations. And you can also follow them at Twitter at K-A-R-I-M-E-N-A-S-H-E. Should we call them now? Hey, I got the number right here. Oh, what is it? You can call them at 718-687-8804. Oh, can you say that again? Once again, the number is 718-687-8804. They also specialize in chocolate lollipops. Ooh, let's get some. All right, I'm going. Let's go get in the car. Let's go. We're going to Disney World. All right. The Integrity Network is officially brought to you by Royalties and Custom Apparel. Please visit www.royaltiescustomapparel.com. All one word. So what's the webpage again? www.royaltiescustomapparel.com. RoyaltiesCustomApparel.com. You can also reach them at 1-800-597-2517 and use promo code INSEGURI and receive 10% off your order of $25 or more. So, Keener, um, what's that number again? That number, once again, is 1-800-597-2517 and use the INSEGURI code and receive 10% off. How do you spell INSEGURI? E-N-Z-U-I-G-I-R-I. Once again, that is E-N-Z-U-I-G-I-R-I. And how much should you take off? 10% off. Order of $25 or more. Oh, let's do it now. I'm wearing the shirts right now. And don't forget, you can also receive our shirts at royalties.com. Oh, we got shirts. We got shirts. Oh, we got shirts. Hello, Craig. Um, welcome to 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Thank you. It's uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem, Craig. Okay, for the fans that don't know who you are, how did Maybe you get into... You it, there's fans that don't know who I am. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't understand that either. I don't understand it, but our producer is getting into wrestling, so we're teaching him. Okay. So 22 years, and he has no clue what wrestling is. Yeah, he only knows who Chris Jericho is because he's big on music, so he knows Fozzie. So he's like, wait, Jericho? 
Jericho's a wrestler? And then that's the... I knew that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do you know who Hulk Hogan is? He has a lot yeah. of learning. Okay, there you go. Just check. Okay, let's go back to the world again. So for the people that don't know who you are, how did you get into the wrestling business? Well, I was always a big fan of ECW. I'm always going to credit ECW for that. I was, uh, I was sitting front row ringside for all of the Philadelphia shows, and it just really groomed a love and appreciation of the business. And I just liked being with ECW. Like, the fans were almost like a part of the show, and it just drew you in real close. And I just liked the vibe and the atmosphere. And because of my exposure to that on a monthly basis, I just got into I looked outside of ECW for other wrestling and stuff like that. And I just, I really liked the vibe, and I wanted to be around that as much as possible. I understand, like, yes, the ECW was the main reason for Philadelphia and Delaware, New York, and all that. Who was your favorite wrestler in ECW? In ECW. Well, I liked, I loved when they brought in Rey Mysterio Jr. But uh, I guess before that would be uh, Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko. The, the, when people ask me what the best match I've ever seen is, it would be Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko's last match in the ECW arena, the two out of three falls match. It was the, the vibe in that building was incredible. You, you can't put it into words. You just had to be there. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, the, I, I love watching that over and over again when I was younger. Still do. You still watch it? Oh, yeah. Malenko and that all that whole series. Oh, my God. You, you had, with that last match, and I kid you not, you had grown men crying, weeping yes. because they were leaving in, in the audience. They were just crying because they were so sad that they were leaving. And, I mean, that's where the thank you chance came from. Well, yeah, the please, well, stuff please like don't that. go chance started from that please don't go and i remember yeah. they just that was spontaneous it was great so eddie grew and um and dima Lincoln, thank you um um was your favorite match in ecw um so ecw um don't go home please don't leave please don't, yeah, go. Please don't go don't go please, please don't, don't go. go sorry or thank you thank, thank you, eddie. you thank you eddie yeah thank you eddie thank you gene yeah like the chance right there like ecw i think made wrestling um so Getting into ECW, have you met any of the um, guys now that you can, like, that were in ECW that you can go back and talk about what you've seen in ECW? Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been really fortunate in that I've had, I've had the opportunity to referee with some of the guys. I've had, I actually lucked into, yeah, sort of kind of managing just incredible for like a, a match. It was like a last minute thing and they just needed me for a spot. So I, I did that. But, uh, I refereed a bunch of the guys' matches, like I ref Tommy Dreamer, Stevie Richards, Axel Rutten, rest in peace. Uh, match just incredible. Shane Douglas, I ref a bunch of his matches. So yeah, I've had the yeah, best arm dragon in the business. Work with a bunch of those guys. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we we every single time we go to like the House of Hardcore shows, we talk to Tommy. And the last one we went to, well, had the icons before it, and we're sitting there talking to Justin and talking to Shane, who were sitting next to each other. And it was just a really cool conversation to have with those two guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've, they've been around for a long time. Those are really cool guys. I've talked with them, worked with them. I even took a bump from Tommy Dreamer, which was like, it just made, it It, it was one of the most best experiences I've had in the business. So um, being a referee, talking about the guys that you did referee and all, um, what was your favorite match you refereed Ref- so far? Referee. Uh, there's, there's been a lot. I mean, I've been involved with a lot of stuff. Like when I took that, when I refereed a, it was a Tommy Dreamer at house, uh, some sort of, it was a Singapore caning match, I believe. And I took a bump from Dreamer and I thought that was, it was really good. And I got to like cane at house, which is uh, a highlight of my refereeing career. I got to cane someone. <laughs> oh, uh, you met at house. Uh, I met at house. I, I, yeah, I've had, I've, uh, there's been just a lot of different, uh, 
matches I've I've refed, and that that stick, sticks in my head the most. But uh, if it, it was just the one, I, I guess it would be that that one match. But I've refereed a lot of matches. I've had a lot of fun uh, being referee. I love when I uh, take when when I get bumped around. That's always fun. I I know um, Chris Levin. Um, he um has like a a site of all his matches that he refereed. Do you have like anything like that? Like, like. Well, I have a YouTube page, but it's just for me myself, so I can like, uh, if I need to, when, when I want to like relive, you know, my glory days, so to speak, or if someone says, okay, uh, we want you to come in to ref to referee for us. Do you have any references? I could send them something. Okay, okay. So, um, that's just for me personally. It's not. I don't put that out to the public. That's just so I can look at all my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. Um, yeah, Chris had like a list of um every um every match um that he did, and I was like. And he sent it over to me when we um, get ready to do an interview with him. And it was kind of cool because, like, every single person he wrestled, I was like, wow, man, he's been around for a while. Yeah, Chris Levin, he was, uh, he's, I, I have known him, I haven't spoken to him in years, but uh, I worked a, a show with him at ECWA a couple years ago. Yeah. And I know that he was uh, a big guy at Impact Wrestling for a number of years. So he's had the opportunity to work with a lot of different uh, talent. Yeah. So when you started um, getting into the business, um, who trained you? Uh, I three that would be uh, Mark Harrow uh, trained me, and JJ Cruz is his assistant trainer. Uh, it was originally uh, called Dragon Force Pro Wrestling. Now it's now it's known as Totem uh, okay. Totem Pro Wrestling. And uh, I, I can't think of a better trainer than Mark Harrow. And I also would be I, I don't want to neglect Zach Connor. He's the one who got me into. Uh, refereeing in the first place. I used to be a ringside photographer before I did the refereeing thing, and he thought of a good angle to kind of get me involved. And so Zach Connor was the spark for it, but Mark Harrow and JJ Cruz are the ones that uh, trained me, and I still continue to train with them uh, whenever possible. Yeah. Um. How how since this virus going around, how's your life without wrestling? <sighs> you had to bring that up, didn't you? I yeah, I did. Trying to stay happy, and now you <laughs> you have to remind me that it's been three months since I've done a show and it's really sad. I, I miss wrestling. I miss the camaraderie. I miss all the boys. Uh, I miss training. Uh, I, I miss everything about it. Uh, uh, that, that being said, I know that uh, some shows are starting to start up right now. And tomorrow night. That's great. That's great. But I hope everyone is, is careful and safe in, in how they go back to work in the shows. H2O in uh, Jersey, Williamstown, New Jersey, it's actually starting a show tomorrow night. It's their first show back. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. The, um, Matt said um, only fifty people allowed into the arena. Um, I asked a lot of questions because I think we're going up there to see um, Frankie. I haven't seen Frankie for a while. Frankie Picard for a while. Johnny okay. Nova's on tomorrow night too. Yeah. Okay, haven't, great. haven't seen them for a while, so it's gonna be cool seeing them again since this virus going around. Yeah, I, I just it's, it's because it's going to be a totally different uh, vibe and a totally different feeling, and yeah. I, I hope that one day we can get back to the, the way it was. But I know we got to go really slow, not just jump right into it. Right. Oh, yeah. Um. We took we took two two three, two months off with this virus because like um I was depressed for a minute after this whole we all got into um, the world of we can't leave our house and and like one day I told Dave I was like we have to start back up again and we're back so. In this business, do you have any pet peeves? Pet peeves? Uh, yeah, the, the biggest one I can think of off the top of my head is uh, 
you know, when you have a difficulty getting paid, when you're just waiting around to get paid and you have to like track people down for it or if they, uh, if they try to short yeah. or try to scam you. I'm not talking about anyone in specific. I'm just saying that's yeah. the biggest pet peeve of, of, that I have in the business when you, uh, you either get stiffed on pay or you, have a, you, you go to hell and back trying to get the money that you're owed. Yeah, I, I heard about that. A um, bunch of people told me. and I, was, yeah, I, feel I, bad. I got brought in for one and then he brought in talent and then didn't pay some of the big name talent he brought in. Yeah, like Kobe I've, been at, I've been at some shows that that's happened. It, it stinks and I feel bad for... it. I like when there's promoters that pay up front and... I know one of them is in Jersey, and so in the state of wrestling today, um, what's your opinion about um, uh, no fans in the um in the arena? Uh, I have a hard time watching it, and I know there's a, a pay per view on tonight. I think it's Backlash WWE, and it's like I'm thinking it, about it's it. It's on currently right now. Uh, I, I can't, I, I can't bring myself to watch it. I know they got like they're starting to bring like wrestlers into the stands, but it's not the same. It's just like, uh, and especially when it first when wrestling like first started doing it with like no fans it was like horrible it's just you could hear every breath you could hear everything and it was just not the same vibe at all and i have a really really hard time uh watching it that way i understand that you know people have to be safe and that's the way it is but i really have a hard time watching it with uh very little to no fans see i grew up um listening to wrestling on mute <laughs> joel goodhart so i i i just listened i didn't listen to the breaths or anything like that or the commentating because I got bored with some commentators. wasn't a big fan of Jim Ross. He he bored me. I fell asleep a bunch of times. But I, um, I'm shocked to hear that. Yeah. Um, See, I grew up, and I think Craig knows who I'm talking about too. You do. There was a guy on Saturday mornings on like the AM, like I don't know if it was AM, but Joel Goodhart. Just mentioning it, Joel Goodhart, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the reason why I I. If it was because of Joey Styles that I fell in love with his commentating, and I couldn't listen to anybody else, I got bored. And it was him by himself doing it that I enjoyed um, Joey Styles. So that's the reason why I didn't care for Jim Jim Ross or Jerry Lawler's puppy moments. I got See, bored of. When I grew I have, up, like you're talking about commentators, I really disagree with you right there because uh, with me, the the commentators they they set the stage for it. They can get you into it. They get the points across, and it's a it's a really it's an extremely important job when you have the, the oh, right commentator. That. It makes the match that much more exciting. I understand that. I growing up with um, Heenan and Crow Monsoon, I would listen to them all and still will. You know what I mean? But I don't know what it was about Jim Ross. I I wasn't a fan of. Were you a fan of any of them? Who? Like any of the commentators. WWE now? Just in general. Yeah. yeah. For me, and I'm probably dating myself here, for me it was Lance Russell and Corey Macklin. I was cool with Tony Savani and them guys, you know what I mean? Do you know who those guys are? Who? Corey Macklin and Lance Russell. I know Lance Russell. Yeah. They were the USWA commentators. Yes. That's, love those guys. Yeah. Good combination. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any favorite commentators? I loved, uh... Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone for WCW, and I loved Bobby Heenan and also Jesse Ventura. So those are those are my guys. Jesse, Jesse Ventura was amazing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joey Styles uh, was like a one man, a one man band in and of itself. He did an incredible job for ECW. Just the fact that he alone is commentated like everything, so he is the voice of ECW. No one else, just Joey Styles. Yeah. And then they tried to give him a commentator, and he didn't want it. He did. The, um, he didn't need that. Right, but he didn't want it at first. Like, there were certain shows where they gave him Shane because Shane couldn't wrestle, 
Mm-hmm. And Shane just sat back and tried to get a word, and he couldn't. And then they gave him the Jackal. What yeah. was he in ECW? He's in, he's in Impact now. Yeah. Don something. Don Callis. Don, Don Callis. Callis. Yes, Don Callis. Who's now one of the guys running TNA. Yeah, he, he runs uh, in TNA. Well, it's Impact right. now. But yeah, he, he's one of the guys. He actually runs one of the guys who runs Impact. He was doing the uh, commentary for a while before the before the shutdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Dave wants to ask a question about um, going on the road. What kind of food do you like to um, eat when you're on the road? <laughs> what kind of food do I like to eat? Well, usually if I have a good show, I roll myself by going to McDonald's afterwards. <laughs> uh, if I can't find McDonald's and just a Wawa or whatever. You're not a whatever. Hooters guy? Sorry, what? You're not a Hooters guy? Well, again, you know, these shows, sometimes they don't pay a lot. So if I'm coming somewhere and i got to put out my own gas and pay the tolls yeah. and stuff like that, i got to watch what I eat. So as much as I would love to go to Hooters, we were, uh, i gotta, I got to watch what I spent. We were talking to AJ Pan, and he's like, I'm always at Hooters. Okay, um, yeah, I got to know you at DCW um, and LAW. You sat right next to me when you were um, selling on Killian uh, McMurphy's Briarcliff, Briarcliff Firehouse. Oh yeah, I just I went up there just because I knew uh, I knew a bunch of the guys there. Killian debuted and Ula La was there. And, yeah, you know I, I managed Ula La in DCW, so I, I got to see him perform and I actually worked his table for a little bit. Then I got to sit next to Killian, and it was just I, I give uh, I know Bay Ragney's not associated with it anymore, but him and. Uh, I think it's Frank Frank Namali. Uh, yeah. God bless him for getting that promotion started and back up again. Because the one show I went to, it was just fun. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed uh, just sitting there and just having fun. You know, with not not more sure not being pressured or anything like that. And they brought a lot of the guys back that uh, I hadn't seen in like forever. Uh, yeah. Here's a little little side note. Before I, I got into the business as like a referee, uh, I was a ringside photographer for like 15 years. Okay. And the first show that I ever got the okay to shoot ringside for was the old LAW, Liberty All-Star Wrestling, run by uh, Bay Raggy. That was in like 1996. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Do you remember um, where at? I'm sorry, what? Do you remember where at? Uh, I'm somewhere in Delaware County. Uh, <laughs> Delco! Delaware County, Pennsylvania. I don't know exactly where. Falcroft, maybe? The Goodwill Firehouse in Glen Olden? Yeah, the, uh, it might have been. Because I, I know we ran there a couple seconds. times. So that was that was like forever. Ago. And then oh no 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 you know what the Eddie Stone Boys and Girls Club. That was it. Yep, that's it. Eddie Stone. Yeah, Eddie Stone. that's it. That's <laughs> still there, but it's not the Eddie Stone Boys and Girls Club now. I remember that. I remember. Um, side story, real quick. A guy named John Rock came out with a basketball during a match and started playing basketball during the match, and Bay got pissed off about it. John Rock, he was a, one of the workers, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, name sounds familiar. John Rock. He had, like, these pink tights with blonde hair. Okay, I don't think I yeah. know who he is. Because I, I found out what a, um, LAW was back in 90-something. when. Mm-hmm. 96 he, is when I first started uh, shooting. Well, it, My first show was LAW. I remember that. I was, I know, like, 10. I know I went to one was at the Family Fun Spot in Delta. Yeah. And, um... Um, that was like '95. I'm trying to think. Hold up. Um, you had um Janetti, not mm-hmm. um, Marty, but Jim, Jimmy Janetti, Jimmy Janetti, versus... Rich Myers. No, no, it was Jimmy versus Stevie Richards, and that was a. Cool was it out in the field? It was in the. It was. It was on the, the field, though, right? Rocco Rock was on the show too. 
No, I know Ruckus was on the card. I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. Your cousin was on there. Hey, Nate, yeah. God rest. Um, Craig and Nate. It's, it's been a long time. That's all I can remember. And your yeah. brother was on the card, too. He was um, Kid USA. Wrestling. He was both. He was Kid USA. Yeah. Kid America. Kid America, that's it. I that, knew that was something in the beginning. That. Yes. That was, that was the, the good Keener is Kid America, isn't that, <laughs> isn't that right? Yes, yes, yes. Good Keener, yeah. Yes, the better Keener. Yeah, and I, I, I've, had, I've, I've worked Jeez. with him, too, the, the, the Mike Keener. He said, well, he's like one of the, I, I'm not going to say like legend, but he's been around forever, and I, I, he's really, really respected, and he's really, really good at what he does, and I've been really lucky to work with him, and I'm just, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. I would love to meet him. Yeah, his brother, I don't hear good things about that. What's his brother's name? I can't remember. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway. But I would love to meet him. I'm just looking at David. <laughs> because Dave told me he's going to introduce me to him. And he has and I went over and he waved me off. But I haven't got the introduce part yet. Because it's your brother. It's like if my family always introduce everybody to my family. Yeah. I don't go up to the person, somebody's family, and go, hey. Hey, hi, how are you doing? I went to and he waved me off, so sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll get that soon. Yeah. Um, catering, I love catering. Um, who has the me. best ca- Who has the best home catering in the independent scenes? That's a weird question. Besides DCW. <laughs> uh, I don't go to like a lot of different promotions. Um, uh, best catering guy. I don't know. DCW's got some good ones. Who else do I work for? UWC's got some good... Uh, Most of them are stage. all pizza. <laughs> uh, no. I, e, e, ECW, well, did ECW have... No, they didn't have catering. Uh, I don't know. I don't... I don't no, uh, ECW didn't have catering. attention to the catering. Usually I just uh, get food after the show. I try not to eat food before don't. because it, it's never happened, but... I get this thing in my head that like, if I eat too much, I'll get sick when I'm out there, and I don't want to do that. That's never yeah. happened, never even come close. But that's why I don't even take a chance on eating anything before I, I do my thing. The only the only reason why we asked the catering question, Dave, you want to tell the story? So we're hanging out at H two O night, so H O H, and Meaning comes out. He goes, "I'm not here to work. I'm just here for your cheap pop and catering in the back," and then turns go. around and just leaves. So now I just ask people who has the best catering. Okay. I know. I know one CW gives out um, Popeye's chicken, so Dave put a three hundred two Pro used to do that when it was when it was around. They had the Popeye's chicken. It's okay. Good stuff. I um I think it's kind of cool that they do feed you guys. You know what I mean? If you are hungry. Yeah, and again, it's not necessary, and I don't fault any promotion that doesn't do that because I know some don't. But th- those that do, that's kind of going above and beyond, and it's it's to be commended. Yeah. Uh, I think Dave Adams said, um, one CW with the Popeye's chicken. <laughs> okay. That's uh, funny. The state, uh, what's it say? The state of, so what do you think of the state of wrestling today? He said, we did that already. Did that. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. That was it. I'm reading your list and I can't read some of your handwriting. <laughs> Sorry. So do you have a dream match? You mean an independent or, or just anywhere, in general? Anywhere. Uh, that's, that's, to me, that's kind of like, that's, that's a standard kind of, I'm not going to say tacky, but it's like, everyone has, what's, what's your dream match? The dream match that I, I guess I wanted when I was in already happened, but they did a lousy job at the Flair Hogan thing. They really dropped the ball on that. That yeah. was like the dream match of all dream matches. And they just didn't really do a good job with that program. The dream, uh, another 
like the interpromotional feud with WCW and WWF. Uh, yeah. And that was like a dream thing. They dropped the ball on that too. So maybe the message is if you want to have a dream match, maybe you shouldn't uh, shouldn't get what you wish because, you know, the dream, the reality might not be as good as the dream. That's very true. So I, mean, I, I know one of my dreams came true. It was really cool. I was standing there watching Carino and Dusty when they did the bull rope match. Oh, yeah, in ECW, yeah. Yeah, I was there. I was in there early. So I'm in the back, and it's me, Carino, and New Jack, and I got a beer in my hand, and security walks up to Steve and tries to go to kick me out. Steve's like, no, 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 he's okay. Go away. And then I'm in the back, hanging out for a little bit, and then I go up front, and I'm talking to Steve, trying to figure out where the bathroom was because they had remodeled it a little bit. And he's like, it's over there. I'll be here if you need anything. And then Dusty walks up, and they start going over the match. I'm like, I'll be back. So that was kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He came close face-to-face with, with uh, the American Dream. That's cool. Right. When getting in the business, um, what was the hardest um, bump you ever took? Uh, okay, I can think of uh, it was a tombstone pile driver uh, given to me. I think it was, yeah, P.J. Parker gave me it. Now, that, that being said, he took care of me. I mean, he, he, he took care of me. I mean, he basically, I, I'm, I was managing in PPW at the time and, and mm-hmm. working on the program. And he picked me up and we had this whole plan. And he gave me the tombstone. And I was basically like fine, like right afterwards. But I got kind of a weird body, I guess, because like afterwards I was fine. The next day I was fine. Then two days later, I was like, you know, something's starting to feel kind of funny. And then I'm like walking up the stairs. I'm like, it kind of hurts a little bit. Then at the end of the day, it's like hurt more and hurt more. And then yeah. by that night, I was like, oh, I'm in excruciating pain. What the heck's going on here? And I like gotten like a severe bruise. It turns out, so it was like the, the tombstone pile driver. Uh, I've taken that before too. I've been choke slammed. I've been. Uh, by the way, DJ Parker, good guy, uh, good worker. Took real good care of me. Uh, I've been tombstone choke slammed. You know your basic just squishing to the corner bump. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess the answer to your question, that, yeah, tombstone pile driver, uh, and. Uh, it hurt, but uh, I'm glad I did it. Uh, I don't really, I'm not really too keen on doing it ever again, but I'm glad I did it. I'm, I'm also glad I took the choke slam. Glad I did that. Not looking to do it again, but I'm glad I did it. <laughs> was that from Mitch? Yes, it was. Right. Yes, it was again. And I've been really, really fortunate in that all these guys that I've worked with, because I'm really particular about who I bump for and who bumps me. They've always taken good care of me. So I respect that. Yeah. Mitch uh, took care of me, and I got a lot of respect for the guy. He's been doing this forever. Uh, yeah, and that, I really oh, it was such a good program. That when I finally got choke slammed, oh, that was that was the payoff. Yeah. And that was I, like I when Ethan was like. I specifically told him. I specifically told him. I know they're going to say. Hopefully, they're going to say one more time. Don't do it one more time. One time <laughs> is good. I'll just roll out of there if, if they start to do that. You know, just one time is good. So and. Fortunately, I did get a one more time chat. I'm like, okay, that's it. One time's good. It's just kind of leave me alone now. When Ethan was going to give me the halluva kick, he's like, don't worry about it. I'll take care of you. And it was perfect. On my side end of it, I thought you took the bump wrong. But you took the bump wrong. He's like, fall that way. <laughs> it was an awkward bump from me looking at you because you're not looking. I wasn't in the hard cam area. Right. So And I was just upset that they didn't get it on the, the cam. But Here, he was talking about CJ Parker. 
Here, can I can I remember for a second? I got sure. a little side side thing here with uh, Ethan Essex. Yeah. Uh, going back to ECW again. Uh, if you were just to analyze like the front row of ECW, like when it was hot in the nineties. Yeah. Basically, like not every other one, but a good chunk of that front row is doing something in the business right now. Uh, be it, you know, Bob McGee's running crossing between the sheets. John the uh, Hat Guy. Carolina Jim is a ring announcer. Uh, the guy who runs Smart Mark Video, Gary Walter, I think his name is. Yeah. Uh, he's a front row regular. Uh, you know, me doing my thing, refing magic, whatever. And Ethan Essex was, he was basically sitting right next to me. He was a friend of John Owens. He also grew up in that, that ECW uh, setting, and he wanted to be more. He's done a, a lot in the business as well, and I've had the opportunity to work with him. I was in a battle war with him. It was so much fun. Uh, he's just a pleasure to work with. Good guy. Yeah, I worked with John a couple times too, but he was talking about C.J. Parker, who's now, yeah. um, what's his name, in Ring of Honor? Yeah. So no, he's C.J. Parker's gonna... not in Ring of Honor. He's a, he's, a, he's a local guy. Local guy. Oh, I thought it's C.J. Parker. No, no, no. PJ oh, Parker. okay. My apologies. Gosh, they listened to the story. <laughs> My gosh. Like, I love road stories, but I would like to tell him the road story you told me oh, the first time going on to my show. You know what I mean? So Here comes the rib. Before we, before we um, got started trying to do interviews and all, and I asked um, Dave to come on, give us a little tryout, you know what I mean? See how we will do doing an interview. Today, is, I'm doing horrible, but... Um, we all get bad days, right? But but he goes, oh, I got a road story. I'm like, oh, great. I love road stories. So he's like, yeah, um, it was me, Mike, and Gangrel. And I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, we were driving down the road, and Gangrel fell asleep. And I'm like, oh, cool. What happened? He goes, that's it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks, Dave. This is a great story. So besides, like, anybody falling asleep in the back of your car, do you have any road stories? Uh, me and myself, no, because basically I'm a one-man show. I, I basically just go to the shows myself. Uh, I The way my schedule well used to work, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, I was off on Saturdays and work on Sunday because I didn't want to take any chances on like coming down, you know, like having to work again to the show late, so I just take off Saturdays so I can get there precisely when I have to, but that usually means I have to get up like at the – I get home and like – two and get up at five and then yeah. work all day Sunday. So my, my point is I just, I do everything by myself. I drive myself to the show. Uh, and that's not that, you know, if I had my, my wish, you know, yeah, I'd like someone to come with me, but I'm just the only one that I know that's close to me that does this. You just got to be careful when you come home, uh, that you can stay awake behind the wheel. Yeah. 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 Um, that scares me the most because I think, um, um, junk junker dog fell asleep behind the wheel. If I can yeah. remember that. And, and, that's and, and, that, and I, that, I believe uh, also Ed House, uh, he got kind of messed up a couple of years ago. He fell, I think he fell asleep behind the wheel. I don't know for sure, uh, but I know he got into like a bad wreck. And I, I think, I, I could be wrong, I don't know for sure, but I think he fell asleep behind the wheel and messed up his car and got really hurt. Oh, that, that's horrible. Oh, gosh. That sucks. Because, like, I, I, I fear for um, guys leaving shows and they're tired and and... That's why I always think about having somebody with you when you're driving. Yeah, that that's a smart thing to do. If I knew anyone that lived here, but lived near me, I would. But you know, I just I go to all these shows, and uh, it's just me that uh, that lives close to here. Everyone else lives by the venue or out of the way or whatever. 
Yeah. I think we're the farthest. Yeah, with me, it's it's funny. That's the, one of the funniest things about the business is like, you, you rarely get booked on shows that are like close to you. Uh, yeah. It's usually like one hour, two hours away from you, or three hours, whatever. Yeah. Uh, or, or they fly out or whatever. It's like, I, I try not to drive more than like two hours, but you know, I've yeah. made exceptions here and there. But yeah, it's like the funniest thing. You never get booked anywhere like close to where you live. It's always like ways away. I mean, unless it's a Liberty show, then it's a walk away. Yeah, well, you're, you're <laughs> you. yeah. like, uh, I think for me, uh, when I, when I ref for super crazy pro wrestling, it used to be, uh, I think the change of location used to be like, uh, about 20 minute ride, maybe like a few, like four or five miles away, which was great. Yeah, just, like, he's running out of Tommy and Joe's now. Oh yeah. They, they change it. So now it's like in South Philly, whatever. So, but uh, yeah, and it's usually far away from you. Like you always get booked in, in nowhere near where you live. Yeah. I mean, what Mary does what an hour and a half away? My gosh, no, two hours. Away Almost two hours. Two hours. Two hours plus. Yeah. I mean, getting booked like going to Joppa for MCW—that's almost three and a half hours. When I drove, when we drove down, it was like almost two hours. Almost two hours. Because I'm right in North Wilmington, and that was a nice ride. I mean. Going to do the MCW shows, that's a nice ride. <laughs> but it's, yeah, that's another reason where I'm selective where I go because I know it's just me driving and yeah. I, I got to be careful because it's like three hours away. Staying awake is a problem and also getting enough sleep so I can work the next day is also a problem. Right. It, it's kind of funny because like um, in my neighborhood, I I asked Mr. Allah, I was like, hey, would you wear um, a wristband? He goes, yeah, here's my address. You can just drive it over. And I'm like, okay. He lives like three minutes away from me. In Kife, France, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, I was like, holy crap. It's like a 12-minute walk to his house. I, I never walk. knew that Wilmington and Kife, France were oh, brothers. It, it, yes. I, I never it, knew it. It's right there. Right like, there. That's Hops where. Give it a jump. Right there. Like, we're next-door neighbors. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, he's like, we have to get together and go to Stanley's, but we haven't, we haven't went to go see, go out to eat. So, I'm a big fan of pranks and ribs, and you heard the rib I had with him. Um, do you have any um, ribs or pranks stories uh, to tell? I've never ribbed or pranked anyone, never had anything done to me, and I'm really against that. Okay. Uh, you know, a soft rib, a harmless rib, that's fine. But, like, when I think of rib, I think of, you know, stuff, you know, like nailing your shoes to the wall or something oh, like that. Oh, no, I'm yeah, against that. Taking a dump no. in the bag. Nothing hard like that. No, no, nothing hard like that. Like the headbanger stealing uh, bags. Nah, like I, I would never touch anybody's property. I would I, do... I, I would do like an apple juice for beer, stuff like that, like little little fun things. But I would never like crap in somebody's bag or, mm. uh, or like nailed people's shoes. I got a good story. You got a story? I do. Uh, got... Our sound guy's got a story. Uh, you want to tell the story? Yeah, I was back in high school. We uh, did this thing called turtling, where you would turn somebody's backpack inside out, put all the stuff that was in the backpack into the inside out backpack, and sew it shut or zip it shut. And then you zip tie it on the inside. Oh, damn. Oh. Oh, my gosh. What the heck? You, you, guys you got are, one? You guys are rebels. All right. All right. I got one, too. All right. That's mean. All right. So this is I our... Know, this is our hey, man. Don't, don't be a bully. Be a star. I, yeah, be a star. There's three Daves and a Quinn. So this is another Dave. You ready to tell your story? Here's up. We got stories for you, Craig. 
Ain't that crazy? Yeah, here's mine. When I was on the hockey team back in high school, we used to do this to the freshman team. We would usually webcoon their bags. Webcoon? What do you mean? You usually put like stuff on a sticky. We stick it to the ceiling, stick it to the lockers. They couldn't remove it. Oh, that's like nailing the shoes to the yeah, wall. We did that. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! When I was a freshman. Bullies! I can't oh, believe this. We got a lot of bullies here. Oh my gosh! Oh, the stories I could. Tell. Me, me putting yeah. apple juice in the um in somebody <laughs> instead of beer is a lot harmless. That's like the extent. Oh my gosh! I'm I'm learning new things. Like so, Craig. Um, if you can go back in time, would you change anything? Like start earlier or? Oh yeah, definitely. I I start at least ten years earlier. Uh, I started like 2011, so it's like. Nine years ago, I'm going to turn 50 at the end of the year. So I was like 40 when I uh, first, yeah, I was like 40, yeah, 40, 41 when I first started this. So yeah, mm -hmm. if I could change anything, I would have started like 10 years earlier, at least, if not earlier. Okay, okay. If you can um, sit at a table of five, counting you as the fifth person, who were the four people you will put in wrestling business? Like it could be somebody you never met, or you can put people that helped you in this business. At the table. We had Lance uh, put his parents in there, so. Well, I ha I have to uh, put people that I haven't met because the people that I have met, I I keep talking and keep seeing them. So it'd have to be uh, <laughs> Rick Flair, Gorgeous George, uh, Pat Patterson, and uh, Kurt Henning. Ooh, I like Kurt Henning. Just I... just get a variety of uh, opinions. Yeah, Kurt Henning is is one of my favorite matches at SummerSlam '91 with Bret Hart. <laughs> Still, I thought about Johnny there, but I think he'd be like too full of himself, so I keep keep him off the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hobo Harry said his father at, <laughs> at the table because his father is um, one of the reasons why he's a wrestler. So I, his father's had all the shows too. We're doing DCW. Yeah, he's there. That's awesome. Let's talk about yeah. DCW. Nice guy, I met him. Nice guy. Yeah. Let's talk about DCW. Man, I went to. The first show was the Rumble, and I enjoyed it. I, I thought the whole story like it's the first time there, and and I didn't know you guys on um, this company was around for a while. Because oh god, they, they've been around for like so long. God, one of the like longest running independent companies in the country. And I love that they have storylines, they have ideas, what they want to do. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like I enjoyed that's, it. It was that's what promotions should be. They should have like continual storylines, and it shouldn't just be. I know there's promotions that just have like one-off shows. It, that's fine, but I'm always a big fan of like the, the continuing storylines because it makes you keep wanting to come back and see what happens. Yes, yes. And then I went to the next one because Dave needs rides, and <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll go. And I'm, and the next one, what was that pay-per-view called? Or the show? What was it called? Well, we did uh, Rumble for Glory. Okay. And then the, the February one was Guts and Glory. Guts and Glory. I enjoyed both shows, and I fell in love with Hobo Harry, and I fell in love with J.J. Cruz, and, and I became, we made our own club, me and um, Keener's son, we're the J.J. fan club, so. Ah, uh, well, I, I, I like to think it's, it's because of my uh, tutelage. Oh, maybe, uh, I, hope so. Cruz, I hope so, I hope so, I hope so. Like I enjoy Cruz, it, it's it's such a joy getting to manage him. It's just so much fun. We really click together well. Yeah. And and I'm just really lucky that one of the guys that I train with and he's a trainer at Totem Pro Wrestling. Uh, I get to like work with him on a regular basis. It's just so much fun. Oh yeah, big time. I I, I think the the most fun that I've had in DCW uh, is when I got to manage JJ Cruz and Ulala as a tag team. That was just the best, <laughs> the, the, the best time, hands down. 
with Mr. Ulala and JJ Cruz as the tag team champions. It was so much fun. I love that program. I'm loving the Midnight Cavalier bit that Ulala is doing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's great. All right. I love that they're, they're, they're doing the Midnight Rider. It's great. Yeah. The right. Not Ulala. And, and I'm not Ulala. That's just. Yeah. Credit to uh, the guys. My mind just went blank. Credit to the guys that uh, he worked with, and they're going to kill me because I, I just totally forgot the names. But they, they, they put out the video like it, it was Ulala. No, it's, no, 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 it's not Ulala. He has the mask on. Says it's not Ulala. It was just the best. It, it just it really worked really well together. Yeah. Oh, it was cut for glory. You guys were out there talking to the crowd, and then you guys played the Lex Luger Express. Lex Luger video. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I started. Oh, yeah, that, that, okay, you remember we were talking about ribs? That was a rib on me. I didn't see that coming. That just like came out of nowhere. <laughs> Zach's in the back, literally cracking up when when Rich hit that video. Oh my gosh! I started laughing. I started singing along too because I remember that video and I loved it. You know what I mean? The Lex Express, yeah, that was like, uh, I didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> it was like, this is for you, Craig. I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> now, that, that was funny. That was that, that, that rib I liked, so I, I was ripped on that. He got me good on that one. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. I enjoyed it. And, like, I feel like the fans didn't know what that video was. And I'm over yeah, here, that... I'm here like a schoolboy, like, going, oh, my gosh, this is great. I remember yeah. all this whole storyline. <laughs> I know, and that, see that. What well, that's why Zach is such a good booker at DCW. He's he's a fan of the business and he's a student of the business. He's been following it for years. He knows all of these old, old storylines, all the the old characters as well as the new ones. So he's got a really great mind for the business. Yeah, like I have, even Zach's been around for a long time too. So. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. I really want to see like a um, trading places with um, with um, Ho- um, Hobo Harry. I think that would be a great storyline for him. Him becoming well, in, in Totem Pro, he also excuse me, he also works as a, a, a different character. He yeah. works as uh, Mickey. Yes, he was talking about him when we were on um, the uh, last time. Yeah, we were talking about that. But I, I thought like the whole when I saw him, I thought about um, Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. So I was like, uh-huh. that would be a great him winning a title and having him go and buying new clothes and and then after he loses the title, he goes back to the the bottom again. It'd be a great you know, storyline. That's an intriguing storyline. And I, I like the fact that uh, Hobo Harry's getting over as well as he is because he, he's a good guy. And uh, I hope they do the slow build with him because he deserves uh, success. He's a good worker and a good guy. Oh, my gosh, he is. And I fell in love. Like, since going to DCW, I fell in love with the characters you guys have there. And I'm enjoying it. And I felt bad because at the Rumble one, the fans were over. And I was like, me and... um. Keener's son, we were going, boo, and we're cheering, boo. And I felt I felt bad because it was a good show. And I'm like, what's wrong with these fans? And finding out they're all um, Ethan Essex fans. <laughs> Which explains why he got the huge reaction when he came out. Yes, and I'm like, oh, this stinks. I'm, I'm hoping to like see people that are randomly going there to see the shows. And I enjoyed it. I think it's a great company for... Not for like like the hardcore fans, you know. What I mean, I think it's a great for bringing your family too. Great yeah, story. Yeah, it's family wrestling. Yeah, yeah, DCW. That's my home company. That's they've yeah. done. I, I can't say enough good things about them. Zach Connor, David Klein. They're just good guys. They've treated me really well. I've been. I went from like a, a ringside photographer to a referee to a manager. Wrestled a few times there, and now I'm like the president there. So it's like I've done pretty much everything yeah. in that company. So I. I it's it's so much fun getting to see 
I think the best part now because I've been around so long is I get to see these guys that are just starting and how they come into their own and get over like Cobo Harry for example. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's it's really it's great seeing them just mature as, as workers and just get over with the crowd. Oh yeah. Is that anybody else do you think um out of that whole roster that we need to keep our eyes on? Uh, yes indeed. And again, this is killing me. I can't think of the guy's name. Uh Nelson. Nelson and he he also works as JJ Cruz Jr. in uh yes. UWC. Uh, okay. But, and in LAW. Okay. Uh, in LAW too, yeah, okay, yeah. But as a combination, those guys are great and as as much as I hate to say this and I, I, I kid Dustin about this all the time, Dustin is like way better uh, th- than me and he's like half my age so he's got a great bus- uh, future ahead of him if he takes care of himself because he can not only can he manage and he's great on the stick but he can he can work too he can wrestle you don't see him wrestle like that much because he's he's been hurt a little bit but uh, he can go in the ring see I had a great idea for Dustin and I ran it by Zach and Zach kind of agreed with it and thought it was a really cool idea um, you watched Old Saturday Night Live in the early 90s right uh-huh. remember the Chris Farley character Matt Foley Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Right. I think Dustin would be a great person to play that type of character. Is he going to have a van by the river? Dude, the promo <laughs> pictures and everything? That would be awesome. We have to find a van by the river. Oh, Nelson Bauer. Nelson <laughs> yes, Bauer. Yes, Nelson, Nelson Bauer. Bauer. Dustin yeah. and Nelson Bauer, are, they have a bright future ahead of them. Nelson Bauer, very young kid. Uh, I know that uh, he's going to mature as he as he if he keeps this up, he's going to be really good. And Dustin and Nelson Bauer, great combination, and I think they're going to go really far in the business. Both those guys. Nelson was telling me that he wants to try to make that gimmick like Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> I can see it. I can, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that big time. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with that. What was the best advice you ever been given? Uh, the be- the best advice that I've ever been given. Yeah. Uh, that sometimes it's okay to say no uh, because you can't just uh, go ahead and do whatever they tell you at all the times because you know sometimes uh, they don't have your best people promoters wrestlers whatever don't have your best interests at heart uh, you have to know what's what's best for you you have to know when to say no and when to say yes uh, you are the best judge of what your body can do uh, it's basically, it's not so much about the product, it's about what, what I can do. Like, if they say, okay, we got this real idea, good idea for a spot, we're going to, like, give you a superplex off the top rope, and I'll go, no, I'm not comfortable with that. I, I can't do that. Or yeah. if they want to do this, you know, it, it, some things I can do, some things I can't do. So the best piece of advice is uh, just learn to say no sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. What was that one show we went to, and it was all green guys? Oh, the H2O show? Yeah. Went to this one show, and I was rapping, and I was the only rap, and the guy was, said he was going to pay me, never freaking paid me. And these two guys who were so green were like, you're going to take a double choke slam from us. I'm like, okay, okay, sure, why not? And then when it came time for that spot, I rolled out. Yeah. Nope. Pay well, no, it's not that. And I mean, I saw them going over it. I'm like, okay, they have no clue what they're doing, so I'm not taking it. Well, when it comes to something like that, you need to at least... If they don't look like they know what they're doing, you know, just go over it and practice it so that you're okay with it. Uh, well, yeah, I tried to, but nope. And I wouldn't just go into something like that cold. Yeah. Right. Um, I know um, a lot of people like get um, autographs. Um, what is the weirdest autograph um, a fan um, asked you to sign? Uh, nothing weird. I just I sign. Uh, you know, eight by ten. Sometimes they have pictures they want me to sign, T-shirts, yeah. whatever. Nothing, nothing weird like that. Uh, no body parts. Sorry, sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. Oh no. Um. No. No. I had I had somebody tell me um they autographed the baby. So I thought that was weird. 
That's uh, super weird. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Autographed a baby. Yeah, I, I just want to see what other uh, autographs people have done. That was the weirdest thing they ever done. No, I'm, I'm so I'm flattered if, if people say, "Can I get your autograph?" I'm like, wow, I didn't think of that that big a deal. But okay, yeah, if they want my autograph, sure. Why not, man? Yeah. You're part of the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, for um your gimmick wise, you ever um take anything from movies, books, or music? Do I do I take? Wait, repeat the question, please. Um, okay, from um. If you um for your gimmick wise, have you taken anything from like a character wise from TV or TV show or movies? Oh, or... oh I have taken. Okay, well the the obvious comparison I get is is Jim Cornette because he's like loud and abrasive. Okay. Uh, a little bit of Jimmy Hart too, just because of like the the whiny uh the the whiny the, the bitch scream. I try to <laughs> I, yeah I I try to get. I try to get my scream as girly and as bitchy as possible so as to, to get over more that way. <laughs> so, yeah, Jim Cornette and uh, Jimmy Hart, I guess, will be my uh, biggest influences. So did they give you a nickname? Like, you know, Jimmy Hart has the South of the Mouth. Um, south south of, the of the Mouth? The Mouth of the South. Oh, my God. Ah, that's why we got <laughs> Mouth of the South? Mouth of the South. That's what I meant. And you had Cornette. You know what I mean? Do you have a nickname? Yeah, a lot of people are pissed off at him right now. Oh, my well, gosh. I'm just... When people are talking to me, it's like they they don't say they're just like hey Z list, you know. Z-list. So I, I I guess just like Z list. No, no matter what I do, if I'm like a you know referee or manager, it's always just Z list. It would be my my nickname. And it's funny when I was given that name, I, I hated it at first because it was like Craig Craig Z list, like Craigslist. And I'm like, well, when you think of Craigslist, <laughs> do you think of shady things going down? And I'm like, yeah, but like pervy stuff. And I'm like, nah, that's that's not. It's just it's a plan where it's Craig. Craigslist, Craigslist, and it's grown on me, and I love it. So. Now, being on the independence as long as you have, was there any other manager on the independence that you looked up to? That I looked up to? <sighs> like when I was managing, there was a guy named Lucky Larry Reed. Oh, oh and I gosh, looked up to Larry, him. He, I, I can't say enough good things about that guy. No, uh, he is David Reed's very, father. Very, mm-hmm. uh, he's a good guy, a gentleman. Uh, just he was a great talent, uh, and his son Dave Reed, who I sort of kind of manage in DCW, is part of the Pollockman firm there, I believe. Yes. Uh, his son is fo- uh, following in his father's footsteps in the business, but going further than his dad. He's actually like a worker and a damn good worker too. Uh, he made his yeah, debut so for MCW to too. Larry, but uh, also there's this guy, and I know you may or may not know him. Someone I respect now, looking back on it, his nickname was the Master. I think his name was Rocco Dorsey. I'm not sure, but he did. <clears throat> and a Rocco. NWA jersey. Uh, yes. He did a lot of stuff. He just dressed all in black. And I just remember, I don't know what he's doing now or how old he is now or whatever, but he had the great, greatest facial expressions and just took the you know typical bumps and whatever. But uh, he was a really, really good, talented manager. So uh, he that's, was that's, he was old school ECW too. I don't think he was in ECW. He was NWA and did lots of. I don't ever. Remember oh no, yeah, that's right. He worked for yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Before uh, when we took when, when we brought up Dave Reed, um, somebody told me, um, he's like the next Chris Candino, like his style in the ring and all. I, I would love to see that. If anyone deserves to, to make it, Dave Reed does. He's a humble guy, a nice guy, a very talented guy, and he comes, you know, his 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 father's his mother and father are both good people. So yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to see him become the next Chris Candido. I'd love to see that. He deserves yeah, it. That kid's going to go far. Uh, I'm, I'm behind him. I, I, I enjoy his matches. 
we we ribbed on him going up right. when he first started. So it wasn't that big of a rib. So it was me, um, Valerio, Tyler, Chuck, Kyle, and Eric. And we're all going up. And my son was with us. And so we just put David Reed in the back. And he's like, okay. So I'm like, all right, everybody grab your bags and just get out of the car. Or no, just leave your bag and just get out of the car. We go to get out of the car. We lock up the car. And David Reed's still in the back. Back of where? Of the car. Okay. Like in the trunk? Or yeah. Like it was a hatchback? You- you put him in the trunk? No, no, we put him in the hatchback. Well, you put him in the trunk. Right. How? That's, that'd be a star. Gosh. No, but he took it like, he took it good. You I, guys are both bullies, man. I know. <laughs> he wasn't a full bully. We didn't even go in the building. We walked, went to walk out, and we just turned right back around. Well, you left him in the trunk. Hatchback, whatever. It's the trunk. I hope he stiffs you at the next DCW show. I hope he comes to the crowd and just says, remember the trunk, wham. Yeah, dude, I'm sending this this episode to Dave Reed. My gosh. I hope I remember it. Oh, gosh. Now I need to bring this question up to him. We need to bring him back on. We had him on? Yeah. Yeah, the old podcast. This is a new podcast. This is 2300 now. <laughs> um. Yeah, we um, we um, changed, we split shows. My, my, podcast um, partner we he likes doing reviews and I like doing interviews so we split up shows so so half the interviews are from the old episodes but that's the little history right there so I know wrestling is coming back um are you ready Uh, am I ready uh mentally yes but I I in the back of my mind I'm always thinking well there's this deadly virus out there Mm -hmm. and you got to be careful it's like you know I'm going to come into close contact with people and I'm like do I want to risk it do I want to chance it I just hope that uh, uh, everyone is safe and that all the promotions that are uh, running shows now are safe and take the proper precautions that's what I'm concerned about the most but yes I'm, I'm dying to get back out there yeah I'm, I, I'm scared too you know what I mean um, like Dave asked me to go to the H2O show coming up and I'm I'm asking questions about being safe and all um Social media. Do you have any social media to tell the fans to follow you? Uh, just, just my Facebook. Uh, it's basically just my name. Oh, uh, you need. All kinds. Of, I put everything. I know that some wrestlers have a Facebook account for their wrestling stuff and the Facebook for their personal account. Yeah. But I'm too lazy. So <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. I'll... Hey, if, if that's good enough for Ulala, it's good enough for me. Okay, he does the same thing. So. He just he just he just opened up a group page. Have oh, he did. Yeah, oh, he okay. hasn't. He didn't get you to join yet. No, I. I you know what? I think I did. Just uh, Josh Adams is still Josh Adams. He's not. Yeah, he's not violence. Yeah, he's right. not violence. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is a great gimmick. Amazing gimmick. Oh yeah, and it's made him a lot of money too. So yeah, it has. Good, yeah. Good gimmick. Um. Okay. Besides that, um, do you um have any anything to tell the fans out there? Anything? Yeah. Yeah, please keep supporting uh, independent wrestling because a lot of these guys, it's their passion. Mm-hmm. And it's, it may not be as glamorous as, you know, what you see on TV, but independent wrestling, you're not going to find harder workers or anyone who is more dedicated or passionate about their craft than independent promotions. That's very true. Um, we have a group page. Um, you can join it. You can post matches, stuff like that on there if you want. People that understand it, that's all WWE or AEW, and they don't know anything about independent wrestling. Um, 
you're welcome to um, post anything on there. Um, when I when I ask when I talk to people when they come on the show, um, I say thank you and I always say um, you're part of the family now. So welcome to the family. Well, thank uh, you, Craig. Thank you. I think I hope it's a good family. It is a good family. We care. Mm. We love each other in a good way. As um, effed up as we are, like I have everybody's back. You know what I mean? I have yeah, your but, back too. You know what I mean? If anything happens. But it does sound like you're a bunch of bullies, so I got. I got to. That, that's the other two. They're all bullies. It's I mean, just, yeah. just we're comfortable with our group <laughs> that we make fun of each other. Yeah. In a hey, way. hey. The Friar Club roast people say that you only roast the ones you love. So if you're having fun with the ones you love and you're making fun of them, then that's okay. Craig, okay. thank you for entertaining us and all. Um, we're going to stop a minute. I'll just let's say thank you and all that. Um, thank you for coming on. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Sorry, I, no problem, I started Craig. off like in a weird... Every time Dave starts moving, I get lost. And I'm like watching around. What the heck is going... You're like I, a lost little kitty. I just become lost for a minute because I'm distracted. I'm like, I see a squirrel, I go squirrel. And All right, so your name is Doug? <laughs> Maybe in a different world. <laughs> All right, on that note, thank you again, Craig. Okay, and I hope you have glad. a good rest of the night. I hope to see you at DCW soon or LAW or any other promotion out there. Well, thanks. Uh, hope to see you guys too and uh, keep supporting independent pro wrestling. Thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. Hey, DB, what you doing? Hey, what's going on? I'm looking outside. No, I'm getting a little hungry trying to figure out what I'm going to have for dinner. Oh, we're going to have something to eat? Yeah, and you know what? I'm thinking about ordering from this place in Wilmington, which is like your area. Oh, it's right around in my corner yeah. at Marsh Road, yeah. Right, so this place is called Siddeley to go. Oh, are we going to go somewhere? Yeah, oh yeah. I had pizza from there the other night. It was so good. It was delicious. Anthony and Alex and the rest of the staff there make really good food. And now they're even catering. Catering? Catering. That's the magic word. Right. That was a cheap pop, too. Oh, catering. Right. For you. So now, they are located at 1806 Marsh Road in Wilmington, Delaware. 19810. Thank you. They're no. open every day from Monday to Sunday from 10 to 10 and on Sundays 11 to 9. You can reach them at 302-475-9000. Since 1982, they've been around. Authentic Italian food. Mwah. So, first of all, I would like to thank our sound guy, <laughs> producer, producer, Quinn Senta, for everything that he's done for us so far. So, thank you. God. So, you need to stop saying sound guy. Okay. He doesn't sound like... Audio a... producer. No, producer. He is the main reason for these podcasts. He thank is you. our heart and soul. He is... May I say a word? Oh, thank you. Okay, a word. Well, it's going to be a couple. I'd like to thank <laughs> Dave, Dave, and Dave for their support in this episode, in this podcast. Thank you, Dave, Dave, and Dave. Well, I... This is three Daves and a Quinn. This is why I go by D.B. Richards. Um, <laughs> we, that's why he's D-Walk, and that's why he's... The worst referee in town. Hey, 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 hey. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a jab rib. Get over it. I'm a bully. Next show coming up, we'll be live in the studio um, with a guy I know Quinn knows, but not from wrestling. 
Uh, Bates family. Bates family. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the guy who's coming on is named Johnny Nova. Oh, Johnny Nova. Yes. Um. And then after that, let's go for three. Go for three. One, two, three. Um. The guy coming on is a guy named Greg Spitz for the third time. Let's find out what kind of stories he's going to tell us this time. Right. And then on July 5th, kind of excited about this one. Ooh, this is one's it? going to be a big one. We have a guy that I know very well. A guy that's been around up and down the road. We have Corey Castle. Corey Castle. Dude's yeah. amazing in the independent scenes. We have Corey Castle, who's also an actor. Oh, is he an actor? He, he's what does he do? Couple movies. What movies did he do? Look him up on uh, IMDb. And then you'll see. July 12th, we have Frankie Picard and his crew. And they'll also be live right here in the studio. Oh, the Philadelphia Underground. Right. Um, dude, and then, uh, if you haven't seen them, please go on YouTube and look up that. And then on July 19th, a legend. A legend. A legend. A legend. In the independent circuit. Independent circuit. The man has been around for a long time. Long time. Um, this guy was a this part. Guy. Of, a part of the original Liberty All Star lineup. Liberty All Star. We're talking the promoter. Oh, the promoter of Super Crazy Pro. Super Crazy. O Dog. O Dog. And then on July twenty sixth, mm-hmm. we have another referee coming on. Oh, who's that? Nick Papa Giorgio. The guy from um, Vegas. No, no, no. This guy's from CGW. Oh, different guy. And then another one, August 2nd, don't know much about her. She's been in the business for six months. Right. Got to listen to her on Busted Open a couple, Busted a couple Open, days yes, ago. Busted Open, very, very, very. Um, kind of liked her story and where she was going. So figured that we'd try to get her on our show. Yes, that so was a great idea. this one is going to be a phone call about seven hours away Ooh. from... Right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Ooh. We have a girl named Paisley coming on. Not to be confused with a Paisley from WCW. If you check our different Paisley. If you check if you check on Facebook, we put a match in there. Yes. Yeah. And then got a lot more to come. Thank you everybody. We'll see you next week. (laughs)